and welcome to the Northridge Vineyard Evening Community Podcast. We're a church community in Sydney, Australia who are passionate about pursuing God together and seeing the world changed by His love. We hope this message challenges and inspires you. For more talks and other resources, please visit our website, www.northridge.org.au. Hello, everyone. I am so excited to be sharing with you tonight in the series, which I've been loving so much. I love last uh, two weeks ago when Chris was talking to us about um, the practice of silence and how important that is for the soul. And then last week when Kirk was sharing about Sabbath and how that's not just a nice suggestion, but um, just so important in helping us uh, continue and obtain a good rhythm in our life. And so tonight I'm going to be sharing about simplicity. So we've got silence, Sabbath, and simplicity. So before we jump in, I would just like to pray. Um, Holy Spirit, I just thank you so much for tonight. And I thank you for everybody listening and watching, God. And I just pray that it's um, just a great time together with you, with each other, as we continue to learn and grow um, closer to you, Jesus. In your name we pray. Amen. Okay, so before I jump in straight away and give you the answer and tell you what I think living a life of simplicity is all about, um, I first want to just talk about our culture and the and where we're living right now. And I just think our Western culture is a massively consumerism culture. And you might think, okay, what does that exactly mean? I think it means we like our stuff. We like stuff a lot. And obtaining stuff has never been so easy, right? We just go online, click a few buttons, and our the stuff can be on our doorstep really soon. And in fact, you don't even have to have all of the money to purchase what you want, which is a little dangerous. But because of credit cards and something called Afterpay, you can just purchase your items and then pay later. Now, I don't want to make this a money talk, but God does have a lot to say about our money and how um, to be a good steward of that. So to start off with this whole idea, I want to tell you a little story about me and how I completely was a victim, fell into this lifestyle of consumerism. Um, When I was in my 20s, I lived by myself and I had a good job and I was making decent money And I really liked stuff. In fact, shopping sort of became like a therapy for me. So, I mean, like, to be totally honest, on a weekly basis, I would go, I would get new clothes, new shoes, a new bag, wasn't a big deal. I would tell myself, you know, this is, you know, this is fine. This is, it's just me, right? I have to, I don't have to support anybody else. This is fine. Um, But the problem was that I became so addicted to this and I didn't actually always have enough money, even though I was making decent money, I was, you know, overspending. Um, And I could do this because I discovered a credit card, uh, which is a little dangerous. Now, I'm sure that all of you are very financially competent and you definitely have the money before you purchase something. So let me just explain how a credit card works, okay? So you use a credit card to pay for whatever it is you want. You're borrowing money, essentially. At the end of the month, if you don't have the money to pay it off, then they add something called interest, which is fair, right? You're using their money, so you know you have to pay for that. So then at the end of the month, again, the next month, if you don't have the money again, then more interest is added. So 
these beautiful clothing articles and shoes I had purchased were actually costing me way more even because what was happening is that I would spend the money in my account also and then not have enough money to pay it off. So my credit card bill reached a whopping $5,000 before I realized, yeah, this might be a little bit of an issue. The thing that got me though was that I was never really satisfied. I would go shopping and you know, getting the new things was such like a high and it would feel so good for like a day or two. And then pretty soon after that, I would just need to go shopping again. Hence the, the problem. My friend introduced me to a financial course, which is a really loving thing to do, a financial course um, with a guy called Dave Ramsey. If you don't know him, he's in the States. He's, he's really amazing. But I went through his course and uh, I'm happy to report that I paid off all my debt, which was amazing. But more importantly, I learned how to steward my money, how to budget, how to manage things, which was very crucial. And all of that was really great, right? That story has a nice ending, but really what it took was a mindset shift and change. I also had to start dealing with some of the bigger questions and the bigger issues in my heart, right? Why did I feel the need and desire to consume at such a rapid level? And why did I feel like I kept needing more? And lastly, why was it never enough? A while ago, I watched this documentary called The Minimalist, where um, it follows two friends, Ryan and Josh, on their journey to living simpler and more fulfilling lives. And in this documentary, Ryan notices a huge change in his friend. And so he goes to him and he's like, you, you know, you seem so happy and relaxed. What's the deal? And his friend Josh is like, well, I've just decided to live a lot more minimally, which basically means he got rid of a lot of his stuff. Okay. So Ryan was so intrigued and was decided he wanted to try this as well. So to fast track this process, what he did is he boxed up his entire house. So he just took everything, put it in boxes, labeled them, and then he only took things out of the boxes when he actually needed them. What's fascinating is that at the end of the three weeks, he realized that he still had 80% of his things still in boxes. We are bombarded with ads every day telling us that we're not enough unless we have, you can fill in the blank, unless we have this device, this vehicle, um, this brand of shoes. And I think our culture and environment are telling us the exact opposite message of what I believe Jesus teaches about a full and abundant life. He says things like in Acts 20, 35, it is more blessed to give than to receive. What does that really mean? He didn't say it's wrong to receive. I just think his emphasis and perspective was focused more on the joy of giving. And then in Matthew 6, it's the passage about um, do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth where moths and vermin destroy and where thieves break in and steal, but store up for yourselves treasures in heaven where moths and vermin do not destroy and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Maybe instead of thinking about accumulating things, we focus more on investing in relationships with family and friends and things that are eternal. Now, please, I really want to make a point 
to um, to say like that Jesus is not anti stuff. Okay, he's not anti stuff. He's not anti money. Um, in fact, like I mean, if you really think about it, he is the ultimate gift giver, right? He, I mean, he gave us his son. That's a nice starter right there. That's kind of a massive deal, right? He literally gave us his son. Um, but Scripture tells us over and over he desires to bless us. It says he owns a cattle on a thousand hills, and he wants to bless us with great things and resources. Okay. So let me just say that. But what I am saying is that I think he just really cares about our why. Why do we do the things that we do? What are we working towards? What are we sowing into? And lastly, what is our heart posture? I love Proverbs 4.23 from the Passion Translation. Um, So I'm just going to read that to you. It's really beautiful. It says, so above all, guard the affections of your heart, for they affect all that you are. Pay attention to the welfare of your innermost being, for from there flows the wellspring of life. From there. Wow. So let's jump back to this concept of simplicity. I believe simplicity is not about living with nothing, but rather living with more intentionality, living a life and making decisions thoughtfully. So before we purchase something else for ourselves, let's think through it a little bit, maybe differently or a little bit more. So um, in John Mark Comer's book, he gives gives a list of 12 really practical tips, kind of questions to ask yourself before you're purchasing. Now, for sake of time, and I'm just trying to keep your attention here, um, I don't want, I'm not going to give you all 12. I'm just going to give you three that I think are really great. Again, all of them, 12 12 are great. So if you have time to read his book, um, it's called The Ruthless Elimination of Hurry. I think Gresh has um, referred to it as well. Um, okay. So these, so three, okay. The first one, before you buy something, ask yourself, what is the true cost of this item? Okay. So in the book, he gives an example of buying a motorcycle. Not only do you have to have the money for the motorcycle, but then you have to have the time. You're going to spend time, right? Riding it, uh, cleaning it, taking care of it. Um, And then also not only the cost of the bike, but you have the petrol and the rego and the insurance, right? So before you go and buy something, really think through, be intentional, think through of what is this actually holistically costing me? Number two is a great one. Never impulse buy. This is a harder one for me, but that's a good one. And then number three, when you do buy, opt for fewer, better things. So again, and just instead of just going and buying what's easy and available, maybe do a little bit of research first and find something that is, you know, maybe better quality that will last you longer. Maybe that's made ethically and, um, you know, again, just thinking a little bit more about what we're actually purchasing. So to get back to, again, continue on in the simplicity um, explanation, I guess you could say, I think of a a, a life of simplicity does not mean an an easier life necessarily. I think we can think, oh, simple means easy. Um, But in fact, I think living this way is a little bit harder as in it takes a lot more effort and on purpose choices than just succumbing to our culture and going with the crowd. What if our focus became more about what we can give than what we can get? 
And what if we avidly looked for opportunities to be generous with our time, money, and resources? So going back to my story from earlier, I think the reason that I was never satisfied was because of my focus and my why. I was looking for my worth and fulfillment and joy in the things that I had or what I could get instead of this mindset that Jesus invites us into. Philippians 4.13, it says, For I can do everything through Christ who strengthens me. And that may or may not be a very familiar passage to you. But the verses beforehand, which I you know, just kind of realized as I was putting together this talk, from verse 11, it says, Not that I was ever in need, for I have learned how to be content with whatever I have. I know how to live on almost nothing or with everything. I have learned the secret of living in every situation, whether it is a full stomach or empty, with plenty or little. For I can do everything through Christ who gives me strength. I wonder if we change our focus from what we don't have to first of all what we do have, but more importantly, who we have. If we would experience another level of freedom and fulfillment. I think living a life of simplicity is all about narrowing our focus to loving God and loving others. I think that sums it up. And I just want to end by um, reading Proverbs 4.23 again from the Passion. So above all, guard the affections of your heart, for they affect all that you are. Pay attention to the welfare of your innermost being, for from there flows the wellspring of life. So tonight for our activation, I would love it if we could together meditate on Proverbs 4.23. So in a minute, we're just gonna put that on the screen and um, I would just encourage us to just read through it, um, ask Holy Spirit to speak to us um, through that. Um, and then I just have two questions to ask, kind of um, ask God and just to start a dialogue um, with mm -hmm. him. The first question is, are there any area areas in our lives that could be a bit more intentional? Um, anything in our life that maybe could just use a little bit more focus or um, a little bit more on purpose thinking? And then the next question to ask God, which is a fun one, and he will come through, is asking him for an opportunity this week to be generous with your time, money, or resources. So, um, so yes, yeah, so please feel free to join us for this. We're just going to switch over and um, have Proverbs 4.23 on the screen. <laughs>